Hello from Coventry. These are the bells of the old ruined Coventry Cathedral. The steeple still standing, the bells chiming out in celebration. And there's a lot to celebrate for this weekend, just down the road at Warwick University at the Art Centre there. Region 31 of Sweet Adelines are holding their annual convention. I guess somebody must have told the bell ringers. amazing and you know it was a beautiful stage to sing on we had a fab time we didn't want too much about lovey-dovey stuff we wanted something that just shows the happiness and the joy we have in our chorus we have had some very amusing conversations that probably can't be repeated on a podcast <laughs> for kim and i it's probably the music the chords that sound really great for ashley it's definitely the lyrics and for caroline it's the story Yeah, so much to say. Uh, we'll be hearing from the ladies, current Sweet Adeline's international champions, and a quartet who set this convention alight with a series of incredible performances. And of course, we'll hear from so many more singers and groups who helped make this such a memorable weekend of friendship and harmony. The 47th edition of Harmony UK podcast. I'm John Beasley, so glad that you could join me. Let's dive straight in and begin at the beginning on Friday afternoon. Well, we've just seen the first tranche of quartets crossing the stage in this year's quartet contest. Um, we're out by Harmony Bazaar at the moment here at the Warwick Arts Centre. Sarah Tripconi from Region 31 is with me. And um, one of the things I noticed, Sarah, just standing here, is how busy this is this year. Oh, it's really busy this year. We've got quite a good Harmony Bazaar this year in the foyer. And um, people really seem to be loving it. We've got local sellers, crafts, glittery earrings. Uh, author's book signing, henna tattoos, all sorts of stuff going on. And of course, sparkly lanyards and the RMT <laughs> stall, obviously, because everybody loves that too. And it's amazing. People are just hanging around, having a great time. And it's really lifted you know, spirits. It's a lot more lively in this area. You said a book signing. What is the book? Who's signing it? And, uh, and, and, and why should we go out and buy it? I think we should go out and buy it. It's called Sex, Drugs, Bread Rolls and Armed Robberies. And it's a life story of the author and she's here signing it's lovely I think she's sold a few yeah her life story is there a barbershop connection at all not at all no I put a, um, a search out locally to see if any local people wanted to come and join us and we were we had a really great response and I think it was nice to bring other people in to see our organization they're really enjoying watching the quartets go in warming up outside they're really excited for the chorus competition tomorrow because they're all here they've been watching on the webcast so it's just spreading our um, joy of singing and our craft so this is this is a sort of bit of outreach from from region 31 then how many people are, are, are turning up then for the non-barbershop community um it's difficult to tell really until we uh, have a look at the end but there have been quite a few extra passes sold today that weren't pre-booked so i'm thinking yeah we've got few more non-barbershop community and I think we'll be getting a few more going by what we've seen today. Yeah let's hope so. Um, quite a few new things going on at, uh, at, at convention this year including your, your brand new Champions Chorus. Yes the Royal Blue Chorus. Um, it's Nikki Salt and Nancy Kelso and yes quart, uh, quartet champions from uh, Region 31 
and they're performing on Saturday in the show. And of course your star quartet, your visitors this year, the ladies, you must be very excited about that. We're so excited. Yes, uh, Quincy and Kim arrived yesterday. Quincy's been emceeing the quartet competition today and they uh, have been wearing their crowns, they've been chatting to everybody, they're friendly, they're just amazing. And we sang, they were singing some tags at dinner last night. They're having a great time and we're having a great time with them and we're so delighted that they're here. We'll be hearing from the ladies a little later in this podcast. Uh, stay tuned for that. But first, to Region 31's very own quartet champions for 2023. They're Sound Central and they now add these gold medals from this convention to the ones that they won at Labs back in 2019. Here they are from their winning performance. and I sing lead. I'm Jen and I'm the tenor. I'm Sarah and I sing Barry. I'm Sam and I sing bass. And you are all, of course, the, the gold medal winning quartet Sound Central. Um, <laughs> just ask, ask you a little bit for, for a reaction uh, to, to that win. I think we're still trying to take it in a little bit. It was, a, you know, obviously it was really amazing and, you know, it was a beautiful stage to sing on. We had a fab time. But you just never know when you come off the stage because we because we were on so late in the day we hadn't seen anybody else perform so we just had no idea and it was yeah amazing do you find that difficult in fact i should ask quartets this generally because of course you don't see other people perform so you don't necessarily know what you're up against susan is that a bit unnerving yeah no definitely but then i'm not sure if the more unnerving thing is going in and watching everybody because everyone in this region is so good so it's a bit intimidating <laughs> so yeah we decided this year not to go in and watch uh, anything so yeah. today's chorus contest was so it would have been yeah. really intimidating there were four or five there and i couldn't pick between them no definitely we've just been saying that yeah, it's, yeah. it was uh, anyone's game wasn't it really such good quality yeah can i just ask about the the, the songs jen um 
how do you pick your songs? I mean, I saw yesterday you did I Can't Give You Anything But Love, and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, a power ballad from Heart you've just sung at the meeting that we've been at, How Do I Get You Alone. Uh, very different songs. How do you, what makes a good song for Sound Central? <laughs> um, I think we like a song, we like a difficult songs to begin with. Um, and we like songs where we can show our personality. Um, sometimes, I mean, sometimes we pick a song and we'll learn it and then think, no, this isn't for us. And we'll just we'll put it to one side. And then we, I think we just know straight away, don't we, if, if a song is right for us. And then we'll, we'll add our personality to it. So, yeah. And you must have a, a growing bank of songs, the four of you, because, of course, it's, it's now, what, um, four years since you won the Labs contest? Well, I wasn't actually in Sound Central when they won Labs. Oh, right, OK. They've had a change of line-up since then. Um, so, unfortunately, Bev couldn't commit because she had work issues and she couldn't commit to all the things that these guys had to do. Um, so they needed somebody to step in. So let's talk to somebody else who, uh, who, who, who was. Let's move away from you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, do, we have quite a lot of songs now, but do you know what? It's because, because we pick tricky songs. Although I say that, I think it's really difficult no matter what you sing and I think sometimes people think that you can just pick up a song and learn it in two minutes and like we rehearse a lot and um, yeah we so we don't actually have that many songs is what I'm getting at I think I think we have about maybe eight that we could you know five of those we could probably sing now the rest would need a little bit of rehearsal time so yeah are, are you all living close to one another or is this a long distance quartet where you've got to travel a while to, uh, to, to, to rehearse together yeah we're quite close so Sam and I live ten minutes um, and then these guys live about an hour away from us, so we have to travel over to Formby, don't we? To Formby? To Formby, yeah, from, from Manchester. Okay, but well, that's, that's, that's not too far, is it? Unless, of course, you take Northern Rail, in which case it could take an age. It could, it could, it could, yes. <laughs> Sam, as, as, as the, the newest member of the quartet then, I mean, you, you've been doing a lot of travelling, because I saw you at, at, at Sab's recently. Did you realise you were signing up for all of this? Uh, yeah, I, I was just like, bring it on. Um, it was such a great opportunity. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's so exciting to get, firstly, to get the opportunity to sing with these three, um, but then... All, barbershop is such a fantastic hobby for opening up all these different things that you can do and all the different places you can go. So, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I presume, Sarah, that you're now planning to go to the United States. Well, yeah, well, I think we, we can go because um, that's part of winning, but <laughs> we haven't had the conversation yet, but I'm sure we will, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, how do you, do you... Are you swithering, as they say in Scotland, or are you, are you all pretty committed to the idea of going? Oh, I think we're pretty committed. Yeah. I think this is something that we've really wanted for a long time, but obviously you've got to put in the hours and work hard for it. And now we've got the medal, so it seems silly not to. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? A, a Labs gold medal, a Sweet Adeline's gold medal. I, I wonder if you, if you are a female quartet, do you, do, you, do you feel incomplete until you've got both of those? No, I, I, do you know what? I think I'm originally from Labs, so that's where, when I started Barbershop 20, whatever, three years ago, I was in labs for a long time in, in Cheshire Cord. So, um, yeah, it, it kind of seems natural to me, but there's a lot of quarter. I think when I joined with, with Jen originally, um, I, I kind of had to drag her over to I labs. I haven't been to labs at all. Yeah, I've never been to labs and never seen it. I'd only done Sweet Adeline, so it was new. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I think, but I think it's quite rare. There's not many that compete in both, um, but we just like to give ourselves lots of work to do, I guess. <laughs> anyway. 
Well, if you do go to the States, you're going to have plenty more work. What, what, what's, what's on the horizon uh, before that? What are you planning to do over the next, well, over the summer? Sarah? Well, um, I think we'll be uh, looking for new songs, probably. Um, rehearsing, loads of coaching, fundraising, probably, as well. Well, we'll hope to see you in, in the US in, in the very near future. And um, going from success to success, thanks very much indeed, Sound Central. I'd like to see you looking swell, baby. Diamond bracelets, Woolworth doesn't sell, baby. Till that lucky day you know darn well, baby. I can give you an infinite love, love. I can give you anything she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can give Quartet champions Sound Central now contemplating the prospect of international competition next year in Kansas City. Well, this year, both Sweet Adelines and the Barbershop Harmony Society are holding their international conventions in Louisville, and record numbers of UK choruses and quartets will be competing. If I could just take a moment to mention a couple of great fundraising gigs that you might be interested in. On Saturday, June the 10th, Fortuity and Limelight, Limelight being the 2022 Babs Quartet champions, they have a joint concert in Surrey. It's at St John the Evangelist Church in Redhill. It starts at 7.30pm. And the following week, on Sunday, June the 18th, you can hang out with the former British Youth Quartet champions Hot Ticket from the comfort of your own phone or tablet or indeed your laptop. Uh, that's because they have an online interactive live stream beginning at 7pm UK time, that's 1800 UTC, and they're promising a Q&A, lots of chat and some new songs as well. I'll add the links to both those events to the Harmony UK podcast Facebook page. Anyway, back to Region 31 now, and that remarkable quartet contest which included some really top-level performances. To give you just an idea, this is Element the second place quartet. A one, two, three. You are the fire, I'm the ice. Who's the winner? Who's the, Who's winner? the loser? Who's the, Who's the gonna give it up somehow? Well, when an irresistible force such as you meets an old immovable object like me, you can bet as sure as you live. As sure as you live. Some's gotta get, some's gotta get, some's gotta In third position. We are ready for contestant number six from No Borders Show Chorus Last Minute. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. In far Bombay Come fly with me Let's fly, let's fly away Let's get away Come And in fourth 
from Chapter at Large, Region 31, and Milltown Sound Chorus, 5th and Madison. My broken heart, you tore it apart, now I don't feel right. Maybe my baby will give me some love tonight. Treat me like a fool, treat me mean and cruel, and cruel, but love me, will you love me? Break my faithful heart. As it happens, I caught up for just a few words with the tenor from Fifth and Madison, whose name is... Kate Firth, and I sing with Fifth and Madison. And you came fourth? We did, we came fourth today. We're very, very happy with the result. We've, we, we competed last year and came fifth, so we, we're going in the right direction. And we improved by 40 points, which means that we could be up for the most improved quartet, which is rather good for that, us. That's fantastic. Fabulous. Must, must, must be a, a real feeling of achievement when you see your score go up like that. Very much so. I've been lucky enough to sing in other quartets, and I've never been in a position where we've improved so much in one year, which is fabulous. And you've been in some, some, some really big quartets. I have, yeah. We, I sang with Euphoria, which was with Sandra Lee Hunter and with Nancy and Jane. Um, we got to compete in America three or four times, so we've, we've been very lucky. Done a lot of travelling with quartets. It's a, it's a joyous thing to do, and it's uh, given me a lot of pleasure over the years. So I just feel like I'm starting again with a new one now and getting, getting on that that lovely journey going towards the States again. And not just one journey, but we, you're here because of the Royal Blue Chorus as well. I am indeed, yes. Another new venture. It is a new venture, and it's, it's a really good one. I'm, I'm also a member of Labs, and Labs have had a QC chorus for years and years and years. Uh, Region 31, Sweet Adelines have never had done it before, so this is the first year that we're going to be doing it. Anybody who has won a gold medal with a quartet has going, is going to be taking part tomorrow night. And we've, we've had a good rehearsal, we've learnt two fabulous songs, so tomorrow night will be the inaugural um, sing for us, which will be fabulous. Looking forward to it.
there they are, the inaugural performance of Royal Blue, Region 31's brand new chorus of quartet champions, going all the way back in one case to 1988. Audrey Corbett won in that year with her quartet in Hayden Island, and uh, here she is singing with the chorus, aged 83. The song so appropriate too for the occasion, James Taylor's You've Got a Friend, uh, specially arranged by Sam Hubbard for tonight, and it's certainly resonating with the audience here in Warwick. Well, from one show highlight to another, the ladies, currently international queens of harmony, uh, who began and concluded the evening's entertainment with a variety of wonderful songs, including this. They've been gracing Region 31 with their presence and an absolutely fantastic set at the, uh, at, at the very end of the show. There, you, you, you ladies basically take scat and turn it into wonderful four-part harmony. Yeah, it was super fun. I mean, that is credited to the arrangers. We just sing it. It's, somebody else put it on the page. But yeah, <laughs> we like jazz. Uh, you, you have a, a, quite a distinguished group of arrangers who, uh, who, who produce stuff for you, don't you? Yes, we do. We work a lot with, um, in the past we've worked with Melody Hine and David Wright and Cole Kitzmiller and Theo Hicks and Patrick McAlexander and Kyle Kitzmiller. Kitzmiller. Am I missing anyone? I'm sure. I'm sure we're missing someone. But that's Clay like yeah, yeah, the greats. Yeah. Wow, that, that, that is the roll call of the greats. I mean, what is it then that makes a, a, a great song for the ladies? What is it that you're all looking for? Oh... Just, I think it depends on who you ask. For Kim and I, it's probably the music, the chords that sound really great. For Ashley, it's definitely the lyrics. And for Caroline, it's the story. Yes, I'm definitely very story actor driven. Yeah, with, with the choice of song. But that doesn't always mean like going deep, but 
Like I like character songs, you know, where you can uh, get into playing a character. So, yeah. And you've been together now for, for quite a number of years because you, you won the Rising Star Contest in 2016. And let me see if I've got this right, New Zealand. Yes, New Zealand. That must have been one heck of a trip to go halfway around the world and then win that prize too. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It was amazing. It was, it was so fun. It was a very long flight and then a very exciting convention. And we also got to see a lot of beautiful parts of the, the, the island. Yes, thank you. The correct way to say that. Like we went to Hobbiton. We were very excited. Everything is green and beautiful. It was wonderful. Yeah. I think that, week, that time together really solidified our friendship because before uh, we were like a quartet, you know, but then we really became very close friends and that has served as the foundation and the basis of all the work that we've done since. It's just, uh, you know, barbershop is friendship. That comes first for us. D did you originally all meet through barbershop or was it something else that brought you together? No. Yeah. yeah, kind of. So um, I met Quincy through Barbershop, and we were just both the kind of people who really liked Barbershop and doing all the Barbershop. And she was like, do you want to sing in a, in a Rising Star Quartet? And I was like, yeah. We both sang tenor at that point, so we had to figure out who was going to sing what. I was singing in a mixed quartet with Caroline um, at the time, and so I was like, Caroline could sing lead with us. Through school, yeah, we met at the University of North Texas. Caroline, Ashley, and I all have music education degrees um, from UNT. And so that's how we had met. Um, and when the three of us got together, figured out who was singing what, then we were like, okay, who's going to sing bass? Who do we know that has a beautiful, low voice? Not that Ashley is only good at singing low. She is also very good at singing high. She's got all the notes, but she's definitely better at singing low than any of us. So we called her over and we like, hey, do you want do you want to come over and drink some wine and sing some tags? And she came over and we got her hooked. So yeah. <laughs> that's how we got together. And then, of course, I've got to ask you about this because last year you were singing... Uh, at BHS once it was opened up to to everyone what was what was that like oh that was surreal it was really crazy to do that we have so many friends that are involved in BHS and and to be able to share the stage with them and and just celebrate barbershop in a in another space besides Sweet Adelines was really an honor I, I was gonna ask you about that because you, you've mentioned uh, Kyle you've mentioned Theo from instant classic but but your quartet and their quartet I'm told are, are great friends. Yes, uh, we love everyone in Instant Classic. We have uh, gotten to do a couple of uh, shows with them uh, that have been really, really fun. Uh, we love collaborating with uh, doing eight-part songs. So, like, we're working with um, First Take, and uh, we've done some songs with Pratt Street Power. Yeah, Throwback we'll be singing some songs with uh, at Bing next week. So, um, but yeah, no, we work a lot coaching-wise with Theo Hicks and Kyle Kitzmiller. Um, and so by proximity, like, we've gotten to be uh, good friends with their quartet as well. I should ask you, actually, how is Theo getting on with, with fatherhood? Because I gather that uh, <laughs> the arrival of his child has, has, has prevented Instant Classic from going to Babs in a, in a couple of weeks' time. I live in Indiana, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just a very, very busy human. Like, right now, he's traveling with, he's a, he teaches at a university, at Anderson University, and he's 
currently, I don't actually know where he is, but he's not in the States. He's somewhere out in the world on tour with his students. So he's just very busy because he's, you know, a college professor. He's a dad of two, not yet, I guess. I guess the second one hasn't arrived yet. Yes. Yeah. And um, obviously he's an instant classic. He directs Circle City Sound. He's just very, very busy, so. <laughs> Well, Kim, you, you mentioned living in Indiana, which I guess must be away from some of the other members of the quartet. You're, you're a long-distance quartet now, aren't you? What a great segue. Yes, absolutely. So we all started in Texas, but then we all moved to separate places. So I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, Quincy lives in Nashville, Tennessee. Caroline and Ashley both live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area of Texas, but Caroline did take a few trips around the country. She was in Boston and then California, and now she's back in Texas. So, yeah, we've been long distance for quite a while. <laughs> and, and, and how's that affecting the quartet? Is there, are there problems with, with long distance, or is it is it all going as well as it always did, Caroline? Oh, I would say that it has been kind of a blessing in a way because... The time that we spend together, we really appreciate. We don't take it for granted. And we have a lot of fun. We get to go on these trips. So in some ways, it makes it you know complicated, like learning new music. But I honestly wouldn't trade it. Everyone is happy where they're at. And um, we just get to not take anything for granted and have a lot of fun every time that we're together. So I never want to discourage anyone from not having a long-distance quartet because I think you can definitely make it work. Uh, it just takes a lot of communication, <laughs> a lot of planning and organizing. Who does that? Who, who's the chief organizer of the quartet, just, just out of interest? <laughs> uh, we, we all looked at Kim. There. We all looked at Kim. Yeah, Kim. I, I feel like Kim is the mastermind, but we work to kind of offload that burden off of her as much as we can. Uh, the mental load of, of thinking about what needs to be done and... Um, yeah. It's been like a real blessing because our quartet started off with me being like probably doing too much, overdoing it, you know, um, and they've been so kind and thoughtful through really open and honest communication and conversations where we've talked about like what's important to us and how to make everyone feel uh, like we're all taking ownership of our quartet, right? So um, I think we kind of take turns. I'm definitely the most like, I think farther ahead, but that's because I live with anxiety. And so um, I think <laughs> I think about things a little bit sooner, but they've been really awesome at like stepping up and we all have had, yeah. And I love a spreadsheet. Yeah. I do emails. Yeah. Quincy does emails. We do um, social media. Manager Kyle does our taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Snook, Quincy's <laughs> lovely husband. Um, but I feel like we take turns because we have different seasons of life where things are, you know, pulling at us from different areas, and we just take turns, kind of stepping up and making sure things get done. We do the best we can. Well, it's been wonderful to see you here at Region 31. I know you, you, you set the place on fire. I know you're going to have a great night in the afterglow. We're, we're looking forward to seeing you the rest of the night. And then you're doing a bit of coaching tomorrow as well, aren't you? We are. We get to coach the regional champion quartet tomorrow and then a scratch chorus, which I guess is anyone who wants to be there. So that's going to be fun. Yeah. Ooh, would they let me join? I don't know, but I, if it was up to we us, care. yes, John, John, come hang out. Yeah, I don't know what they're singing, but go for it. Well, well there's, there's an offer I can't refuse. Ladies, thank you so much, and have a fabulous time here and a fabulous time at Bing as well. Thank you. Thank you.
And indeed, I did go along to that Sunday session, as you'll hear later. Uh, there will, I'm sure, be so many great memories of the ladies for those attending this convention, whether singing tags with them, seeing them perform in the afterglow, being coached by the quartet, or just hanging out with them at the bar. So let's hear a little more from that fabulous Saturday night show performance. You're listening to Harmony UK Podcast, the 47th edition, uh, recorded at Region 31 of Sweet Adeline's Convention at Warwick University. And there are so many elements to these events. Competition, yes. Uh, recognition of excellence and improvement, certainly. Uh, there's also the sheer enjoyment of singing together, of bringing joy to others, and sometimes of making them laugh. One of the highlights, of course, of Region 31's convention is the annual performance in competition uh, from Footlights, who are with me setting, setting new sartorial <laughs> directions for the entire competition. Um, just tell us who we've got here. I'm Sarah, I sing bass. I'm Fiona, I sing tenor. I'm Sam, I sing lead. Hilary, baritone. And, and Fiona, tell us... Um, Tell us about your, your fine costumes this year. Oh, well, we, were, we wanted to do something with telephones and to find the most inappropriate moment that a telephone could ring, and we just thought a ballet audition. So we are all in, standing here in tutus and feathers and, yes, tights and extremely um, 
over-the-top makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, 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 and splendid you all look too. How do you come up with these ideas? I keep asking year on year, but you, you, you seem to pull something new out of the bag every year. They do sort of evolve. Sometimes we start with the songs and sometimes we start with the costume, but then they blend together and just evolve as we uh, work them through. And I'm assuming, Sarah, that this time you are in the, the open category again, is that right? Yes, again, as we do. We would encourage lots of other people to join us because we, we don't like to be alone. We wish there were others. Yes. You keep coming back and what sort, of, what sort of comments do you get every year? Because I, I know, looking at the audience, they, 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 they were looking forward to it as much as I was. Um, so last year when we came back and competed after having a little bit of a break, um, we had quite a lot of good comments from people just coming up saying, so looking forward to us, can't wait to see what we were going to be as. And of course, we know last year we had a reveal. Um, and it's just nice because everybody's just so supportive of us. Our chorus Phoenix are just so, so supportive as well. And it's just amazing how everybody loves actually watching us. And you could tell, you know, it was massive. There's so many people in the audience. It was really, really nice. They reacted just where we wanted them to react, didn't they? Laughed at all the jokes, which was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the jokes. I mean, who, who is the joke writer? Is the... It's normally me. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So that in itself yeah. is, a, is, is a bit of a skill. I mean, have you, have you done comedy elsewhere? Have you no, done not really. I mean, to be fair, I'm going to put my hands up here. You do sort of trawl the internet and find the, find the appropriate humour to put in there. And we do, we do change, the, change the words probably, well, I think we've changed them three times in the last three weeks. So, you know, we try it out and we think, oh, that one didn't go down very well. So we put another joke in or put something different in, you know. So. I guess one of the problems is that the first song you did, the 18 years, has got references to telephone boxes. One yes. of the things, we've all got mobiles now. I know, we? yeah. Well, we just thought 18 years, yeah, well, you know, we're all of an age where, you know, somebody must know what a telephone booth looks like, you know. <laughs> most, most of the audience, yeah, if yeah, not all. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we updated the second song to, to deal with, uh, yeah. you know, Facebook and all those other things, yeah. Alexa and everything else. So, yeah, yeah we do parody words yeah. and yeah. mess around with the words quite a bit. So. And that's Hillary's doing mostly. Yeah. So, so, rehearsals must be a lot of fun. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> laughing is a very good warm up, and we do a lot of that. <laughs> yes. Members of Footlights infusing a little fun into the proceedings on the quartet contest stage. Worth looking them up on Vimeo where you'll find all the Region 31 contest performances. And while you're there, why not take a look for another comedy performance from the convention at Solent Sound's Bake Off contest set is well worth a watch. Now, across a weekend like this, there is plenty of discussion around performance and opportunities to sing. Uh, not all of this discussion directly, I must say, linked to Barbershop. Now we're ready to head for the horn. Way, hey, roll and go. Our boots and our clothes. Final concert we had in the evening, we sung to about 2,500 people. It was amazing, amazing. And you could see the whole audience bouncing, just like, you know, it was that. <laughs> You've probably worked it out. The subject under discussion there was sea shanties. Uh, Tristram, husband of Fortuity's Sarah Netherton, uh, was the man infusing about his musical passion. Uh, this is his shanty band, Stuntzel. When I sing of Cornwall, there's one place to begin To tell the story of the men of Codperfish Shantin' From the sea that's all around us to way down underground 
The memories of these mighty men are gathered all around. So let's hear it for Trelawney, may his army never die. Let's hear it for Trevithick, with his engine steaming by. Well, a group of us did gather round Tristram and we did sing a few shanties with him. Uh, great fun it was too. Sadly, I didn't record it because, well, um, I was busy singing and uh, multitasking has uh, never been my forte. Uh, but I did get to talk to Tristram, who, it turns out, comes from quite a strong barbershop background. I do. So um, my wife sings in fortuity. And um, my parents also sing in barbershop as well. And my sister is a musical director of a barbershop um, chorus. So steeped in barbershop, but loving shanties. Tell us why. Um, so I'm Cornish and um, I class really, I suppose, the shanties as part of my heritage. And from a young age, that was more or less what I was immersed in. It, it, from my perspective, really, it's just trying to keep it alive. It's obviously helped with the Fisherman's Friends of late and um, other groups such as Longest Johns and things like that as well and Wellerman being in the charts but uh, it's lovely to try and keep it up and going. Let's talk about shanties then. I mean, I suppose we've all got an idea of what a shanty is. We know that they're, well, we believe that they're sung by, by fishermen, by other sailors, maybe naval ratings, maybe even by pirates, but, but usually sung while they're, they're doing heavy work aboard sailing ships. Is, is that basically right or is there more to it? No, that's true. Um, so shanty singing has been used by um, like the UK Merchant Navy and, 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 and Navy as well, I suppose, um, since I suppose about the 1400s. And you'll find as well that the shanty was used by other countries as well. It came from a French word as chanter, which means song. And obviously with the British Empire, it stretched right the way around the globe. So you would find that um, there were slightly different flavours of shanties depending on where the ships came from, where the crew were from as well. And where I'm sort of saying from the heritage angle as well, not only did it capture sort of historical events, you would also have sort of the other things where the British ran sort of like the Caribbean Isles, uh, islands. You would have it there that, for instance, when the sailors were loading uh, their ships, you would have obviously slaves would be loading them from the plantations and they'd be singing their plantation songs at the time. At that point, either the sailors would grab those plantation songs and sing them again as their shanties or they would utilise the tunes and add extra words to them as well. So there's actually a lot of history that's sort of steeped all around a shanty. Are you saying then that shanties are, are, are the first kind of music to become a, a sort of worldwide phenomenon? They were. They were. They were the first actual song that sort of after folk music. So folk music came later, but the shanty was shared across the globe purely by sail. Obviously, you'd have sailors, for instance, would be sailing on one ship one day, and then say six months later they'd be singing on another. The shanty man would be paid slightly more, so that shanty man would possibly jump ship, and then would repeat those shanties to other nations and things. Before you knew it, you would have. For instance, you could have like a French shanty that was being sung by a, a, a Dutch or a, a Netherlands crew, or you could have that by a British crew, or it could be an American crew. And again, the shanties changed very much. You've got three types. You've got a hauling shanty, um, you've got a pump shanty, and you've also got a capstan shanty as well. That purely was based around speed, I suppose, of how they would sing. So you could have a hauling shanty that was used for capstan as well, but it would be sung at slightly a different rate to make sure that the effort was going in at different times. And, and you said shanty man. Was, was there actually a crewman called the shanty man? There was actually a shanty man that was actually paid more money. And if you were a good ship, you would ensure you'd have a very good shanty man because that would ensure that your crew was very efficient and would work, you know, you would be streamlining your crew, really. 
you sing shanties in the modern day and and I, I gather there are nine of you in your group is that right um yeah there's well there's actually 10 now um so the way that we work because no shanty tends to be written in music form what we tend to do is you'll hear a shanty and you'll listen to it multiple times at that point you'll then have a couple of people that would then start singing the melody and the way that our group works is we're purely harmony based um, and our top end would start maybe adding in a couple of notes and by the end of our practice session we would probably have broken that into either a six or an eight part harmony that would go with a shanty. So my group, Stuntzels, um, are tend to be known around sort of the shanty circuit for our harmonies, um, which are quite close that we do as well. Whereas you can find other groups, um, the Longest Johns, which are a fantastic group, they are more or less like a quartet and originally started with harmony-based singing and um, now these days they tend to be slightly larger than a quartet and they have musical instruments as well that goes with them and they write a lot of their own songs which are very very good. And, and the songs are about what? I mean they are, are they about working on ship? Are they about historical events? I mean are, are there famous events which are uh, commemorated in, in, in shanties? There are a mix to be honest with you. Um, to be honest with you being a shanty man what you'd want to do is have for instance your crew working so if you can imagine uh, like a hauling shanty or something like that sometimes might last half an hour so and it would be the same song because you, you've got to load all the cargo while you're that, singing that's it. right so um so you wouldn't restart the song so all you do is you just start throwing in words that rhyme that would go into the right and you, you're basically talking a nonsense on the other side of that you end up with other shanties like for instance um you've got spanish ladies and you've got like nelson's blood and things like that that actually capture part of history so Nelson's blood actually stemmed from when Nelson was killed in Trafalgar he was then pickled in a brandy cask taken back to the UK and when they went to unbarrel him or uncork him um, at that point they found out that the sailors had drunk all the, the you know all the juice around him and obviously the phrase in that one is a drop of Nelson's blood wouldn't do us any harm so there is a lot of history in, in a lot of our songs and it is definitely worth listening to well, a drop of Nelson's blood wouldn't do us any harm. And a drop of Nelson's blood wouldn't do us any harm. And a drop of Nelson's blood wouldn't do us any harm. And we'll all hang on behind. Come on and roll the old chariots along. We'll roll the old chariots along. You can go, as I said before, it starts in the 1400s right the way up to current day. The problem we have is most of the shanties written before, I suppose, the mid-17th century, they were luckily enough to be captured and written down what the lyrics were and what the tune was. But you'll find that some of the other songs were lost, and they have been lost, and you'll never get them back again. Are there new ones being written now? There are new ones. So, as I said, Longest Johns, they write shanties. They do some fantastic ones. I would recommend, if you do look them up, to look for the retirement song, which is amazing. We write our own shanties, um, so we've written two. One is called Stuntsel Sing. Um, we've done another one, which is uh, Heaver Hall. Uh, um, yeah, so, so there are new ones coming online all the time. And Stuntsels is the name of your group, is that right? It is, it is. So um, Stuntsels is a sailor's term for a studding sail, and that was utilised on a, on a newer style boat. So the Cutty Sark, for instance, um, you've got your normal tool sails that's, that stack, but if they were going downwind, you would find that they would actually, on the booms of the top of those sails, there would be an extension that would slide out and a bigger piece of canvas would be dropped, and those are the studding sails. 
Well, here we are at a barbershop convention. You, you've had barbershoppers singing shanties. Is there a similarity between the two musical styles? Because, I mean, here we are at a convention. It sounds from what you're saying as though the, the, there are people get together for convention-like events for shanties too. There is. So, basically, we have not a convention. Um, we have festivals. And there are more and more and more of them that happen all over the place. So, we actually run our own festival in Mevagizzi. And um, what will happen is you will invite you'll have an open invitation people then will register so in our event this year we've got over 60 groups coming and they're coming from France they're coming from Germany they're coming from Holland they're coming from all over the UK etc and it's a free event which is quite nice as well so what happens is shanty festivals you turn up and you then go into a venue nine times out of ten the venue is a pub or a village hall or, or whatever um, so, for instance, Mevagizzi, we have something like 22 different venues that will be hosting a different group singing on the hour every hour, and that changes around. So that's very, very similar. The one thing that we do slightly differently, I think, really, is that we try now to make it a little bit different. So if you are somebody coming to listen to this, there is the ability to step outside of Shanty and listen to something different. So what we actually have at our festival is we'll have multiple shanty groups, like 50-ish, um, and then we'll have like 10 or 15 groups that could be, um, like Fortuity, they'll be there singing. There's another group called Synergy, which is a 12-piece a sort of barbershop-style group that's sort of come away from a cappella sound and uh, Sarah sings in it from Fortuity as well. So they'll go around and sing it, so it gives you a different aspect. So if you want to stand away and not listen to Drunken Sailor or South Australia or something like that, you can go and listen to something totally different listen to that for a little bit and then when you want to jump back straight into the pub or wherever and be back into the shanty again well thanks very much indeed for bringing shanties the sound of sea shanties and and the songs to uh, to a barbershop convention it's been it's been very refreshing it's been a lot of fun tristan many thanks right, thank you john cheers Floating folds of midnight waters side by side we sons and daughters we set forth for no king's orders but we'll sail together Hold fast, tides are turning, flames roar Fires are burning, we'll all be returning if we sail Antiband The Longest Johns, as mentioned by Tristram, and available to watch on YouTube. As is the shanty Nelson's Blood, which we heard there, performed by the Fisherman's Friends. Now, if you'd like to hang out with Tristram and his shanty group Stuntzel, with Fortuity and all those others who'll be appearing at the Mephagizzi Shanty Festival, then it's on the weekend of October the 13th to the 15th, and the village of Mephagizzi, well, that's on Cornwall's south coast. It's about halfway along between Plymouth and Penzance, and not far from St Austell. And here's a fun fact. Uh, Tristram told me that per head of population, Cornwall has more male voice choirs than anywhere else in the UK. Who knew? Though, having said that, I am told that there are lots of women who sing shanties too. Well, on to another unique element here in Warwick. This is the first convention where I've ever encountered an author signing her books. You may have heard at the start of the podcast, Region 31's PRO Sarah Tripconi mentioned Rita John, 
That's her pen name and her memoir, Sex, Drugs, Bread Rolls and armed robberies. Well, it certainly created some interest here at convention. I dropped in on her stall at the Harmony Bazaar to ask what the book was about. It's a true story and it revolves around about a 26-year period of mine and my family's life in work and out of work. But the title refers to all the events that happened while at work. So sex, drugs, bread rolls came into it somewhere and... And the armed robbery. And the armed robbery. The armed robbery sounds scary. The armed robbery, my son was a 16-year-old Saturday lad at a retail store in Coventry, which got robbed at gunpoint. My word. He then chased the armed robbers out. He could have got shot. Got the case back, billowing blue smoke with £20,000 in it. Three weeks later, as a thank you, the store that he worked at actually had him arrested and accused him of doing the actual armed robbery on the store. Good heavens. Yeah. Took us 18 months of going up and down Crown Court before Crown Prosecution Services said to the store, there is no evidence whatsoever to relate this man to this robbery. At that point, it was then 17 and a half. He had PTSD from all the trouble with the robbery and been accused falsely and he ended up getting PTSD and being sectioned. And her son's mental health was by no means the only thing with which Rita had to contend. The memoir recounts how she fought both her abusive husband and her employer through the courts to protect her teenage children and herself. So how, I wondered, had she come to be at this Region 31 convention? I've actively, since last August, have been cruising through craft fairs and various other groups on Facebook to try and find ways of getting my book and my story out into the general public view. And I saw this event and it's been absolutely amazing. Are you a singer yourself? No. Have you got the opportunity to see any of the people here singing? Well, Sarah showed us a little bit on Facebook we haven't actually been able to get in and see any, but we've watched it on Facebook. Tomorrow, apparently, it's going to be really amazing and we're going to try and get a little look-see. I do hope that she got to see some of the chorus contest. Uh, Rita John, whose book Sex, Drugs, Bread Rolls and Armed Robberies is available on Amazon and I'm sure that you can also order it through other book retailers. So let's turn to that chorus contest, a sparkling day of song in the metaphorical and the literal sense. Here's how the small chorus award was won. Lucky day from Plymouth's Mayflower Chorus. And it was a very lucky weekend for their musical director, Sarah Gill. Well, I won a um, fifth place quartet medal with my quartet carousel and then first place small chorus um, in the chorus competition today. What a weekend! Absolutely, we are thrilled to bits. So Mayflower then, we've just seen them on stage. Um, my lucky day and, and, and I think... 
the other was If I Had My Way. Absolutely, it? yeah. Yes. Well, why those two songs? Oh, I'm not sure. I think we chose um, Lucky Day Sitting on Top of the World. It was a kind of um, joyous kind of song. Uh, we didn't want too much about lovey-dovey stuff. We wanted something that just shows the happiness and the joy we have in our chorus. If I Had My Way is a ballad that we've sung before. We absolutely adore it. It's got some rip-roaring chords in it, and that's what we like about it. The, the chorus itself, is it more or less the same chorus as you had before lockdown started or have there been big changes since then? Not big changes. We've had um, a few new members and we've lost a few members as many choruses have but we've generally stayed about the same membership although on stage today we were small chorus and we're usually about five or six members more on stage. And, and do you see this as a, as, as a big win for your, your part of the country as well? You're, you're from Plymouth, Mayflower Chorus, obviously named after the, after the famous ship that, that, that took the Pilgrim Fathers to the States. Um, I mean, is this a big deal down there? Yeah, I mean, we're the only Sweet Adeline's chorus down in that region, although there are other, are other a cappella choruses. And yeah, you know, we're, we, we will proudly take the medal back to our um, local area and to Plymouth, the city, and promote, you know, what a great job we are, have done for the South West. So, yeah. and, and how are you going to build on this now? Ooh, I'm not sure. We're, you know, we will go back and perhaps um, we'd like to encourage new members. We'd like to, you know, we, our doors are always open. We, we rehearse on a Monday night, which is convenient for many people um, in a fairly central school in Plymouth. So, yeah, we just hope that it'll attract new people when they can see that we sing to such a high standard and you know, sing beautiful harmony and have great friendship. And indeed, it, it was a very high standard this year, wasn't it? Absolutely. Um, region 31 is a high-scoring region, and you know all the choruses are in a B level, B minus level, which is you know in the top two tiers of what the organisation actually sets out in its scoring. So, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> and if you want to know what Sarah Gill means by high standards, well, just listen to this. Capella from South East London taking the mid-sized chorus title and third place overall. Second place went to Aberdeen Chorus.
And the overall winners, well, they brought us a set which fused Barbershop with a style of performance that you might expect to find on Broadway. From Nottingham, Nottinghamshire, UK, under the direction of Eleanor Blackaby, Lace City Chorus. From Nottingham, Lace City Chorus gave a rollicking performance which delighted the audience and impressed the judges. Even so, their director Ellie Blackaby admitted afterwards that their win came to her as a complete surprise. I was very surprised to win. Very, very surprised. We came fourth last year, we came in, it was our first year in with me directing, and then this year we did something very, very different. And when you've been fourth or when you've been any place, you never know what will happen. You can't control what other groups do. And we had no idea what to expect. We didn't know how it would go down with the judges. We didn't know how it would go down with the audience. So we just wanted to get a wow reaction and put it out there and show that we were really embracing that new visual communication category. So when they said we were most improved, I think my jaw hit the floor. Um, and then as the announcements just went through, I it just became a blur. I just never expected it in our second year. Since, yeah, never expected it. Cause, because not only did you win, but you added an extra, was it 54 points? 52, I think. 52 is still an awful 52, lot. It's a, yes, yes. And we are over the moon, absolutely over the moon. Tell us about the journey that got you here then. Who's, who's been working with you and, and, and what have you been doing? So we've worked a lot with Nikki Salt. She's our regular coach. We have had two weekends with her in the autumn and the spring. And then we had an evening with Anna Rosenberg from Sweden, from Pearls of the Sound Chorus. We had an evening with her which really helped us get some of the character and the playfulness that we had in the contest set and get into that um, kind of cabaret Broadway zone. And Cabaret and Broadway really was, 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 was the key, wasn't it? Tell us about the songs themselves and why you chose them. So we chose maybe this time for last year's competition, mainly because we just loved the message. Um, it has a, has a brightness to it and a hope to it. different from your typical you know sad 
love song ballad. It, it's got a slightly different message to it and the chorus members just loved it as soon as we heard it. So that was why we chose that. Um, let's do it again. We just absolutely loved it. So we really fell on this package by accident because we just had a session with Anna and said, we've got these two songs. Have you got any tips on how we can take this forward? And she suggested, what about you use chairs? And what about you kind of do a bit of a cabaret thing? Because they're both 1920s and you could stand on the chairs and you could do this with the chairs. And my visual um, lead and my assistant director, Helen, just ran with it and here we are. Um, and with Let's Do It, Cole Porter's song, the lyrics mm -hmm. are so witty as well. They're, they're, oh, they're great gosh. fun, aren't they? Absolutely, Helen. We have had some very amusing conversations that probably can't be repeated on a podcast um, but they just absolutely love it. It, it they're a very cheeky chorus so it's really nice to be able to show that a little bit and before we let you go just one more thing to, to mention because of course this is the 10 year anniversary I understand of, of, of you winning gold for the first time when you were the bass with Fortuity yes 10 years since we, we won yes so I sang bass with Fortuity um, that was the first time we competed together in Region 31 and we won with an incredible score and then we went to international a few times, well more than a few times, um, came 13th and I can't remember what else. And then after having um, my first child, it just long distance quartetting and trying to balance everything was a bit much. So I said, you know, I think I need to step back. I think I need to hand over to Sophie who'd stood in for me at international when I'd um, just given birth. So it was a very natural progression and they have gone on to do phenomenal things. And so it was a real pleasure to get to sing with them today. I was going to ask you about that because Sophie stepped aside so that you could sing. How, how did that feel? What did that mean to you? Oh, it, it, it meant so much. It's very hard to put into words. I mean, we, we're all great friends. I've known Varian and, and Gemma since I was 14, 15 years old. So our friendship goes back a very long way. And the fact that they still have such fond memories of that time and it's still so special to them makes it even more special to me. And it was just an absolute privilege to be able to do that. Well, it was a privilege to watch as well. Ellie, congratulations once again on your, uh, on your gold medal with uh, Lay City Chorus and uh, all the very best for the future. Thank you, John. Thank you. And here is that special moment when Ellie and Fortuity were reunited on stage. Fortuity with Ellie back as bass as Sophie Hassan having stepped aside for just a couple of songs. And just one more item to go here on this Harmony UK podcast. Uh, you'll remember hearing the ladies earlier inviting me to hang out while they coached a scratch chorus. Well, it's Sunday morning. Uh, the Saturday afterglow went on well into the small hours, but even so... I would say that there are a good 75 people here to join in as Kim leads the warm-up.
Well, then Kim hands over to Caroline, and suddenly we're into the realms of performance psychology. And so it all matters, right? The physical parts, our whole body uh, being nice and loose, having the technical aspects of our instrument, of our vocal uh, mechanism working. But there's also a component of our brain that, in my opinion, we overlook way too much. And um, I can prove it to you. Sorry if you were here in the last class, but I can prove it to you. Um, when you feel like you're about to cry, where's the first place that gets tight? Throat, right? You get a lump in your throat. Or if you get nervous, what's your second? Maybe shaky, right? And so we know that there is this mind to body uh, connection. What follows is a fascinating explanation of the differing roles and signals that we receive from three distinct areas of the brain when we're anxious or stressed. Now here's a demonstration from the rest of the quartet of how those three parts of the brain react in the hypothetical case of a child who's just fallen off their bike. Okay, here's what's happening in the brain. I just found my bike. Go. I don't know what I'm doing. I hurt myself. I really hurt myself. I got. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. The trick, we're told, is to think with the prefrontal cortex, which is the bit of the brain where rational thought resides, and to tune out, as best we can, uh, the amygdala. That's the shrieky bit, uh, played by Kim, which processes fear. When everything is working and our brain is engaged, it is very connected and good. Um, but what happens if we get stressed, if we get nervous, if we get freaked out, uh, we're in a traumatic event, something like that, we actually, there's a separation, okay? And we start only thinking with our amygdala. And you know the term like flip your lid, right? You can kind of think of this like flipping your lid. And uh, there are some things we can do to bring this back down in connection, right? We can do some deep breathing, right? That can calm us down. Um, there's all sorts of things you can well, I must say, I found it a really useful session with fresh insights, at least fresh for me, into handling performance stress. But what about my fellow singers? What did they think? That was wonderful, yes. I just said it wasn't just a lesson about singing, it was a lesson about life and so much of music is. And what about the convention as a whole? How's it been? It's been absolutely wonderful. I always enjoy them. I've been coming for 17 years. We have people who could nearly be professional and then all these wonderful women. Oh, that session was fantastic. The ladies are just so kind and gracious and knowledgeable and generous with their time and talent. I really enjoyed it. And what about the convention as a whole? I mean, you, you, you sang, didn't you? You sang singing in quartet. Yep, I sang with Nova Quartet on Friday. Whoop, whoop, big, big shout out to all my girls. Uh, and with Viva Acapella Chorus on Saturday. And we were lucky enough to win a gold medal in our double uh, A division and uh, a bronze medal for place overall. So it's wow. been a great con uh, convention for us this year. That session went so quickly. I can't believe we've been here an hour. And. Um, it was great. I loved it. It just made you connect more with that song. They covered so much, didn't they? They did. They did. Technique, relaxation, you know, being together, singing, doing what you enjoy. It was, it was phenomenal. Yeah. What, are you, what are you going to take away from this weekend? Oh, gosh. Um, 
I think the togetherness. This is my first visit um, as a new chorus member. Well, where are um, you from? Which chorus? From uh, Mayflower, Mayflower Acapella in Plymouth, and um, yeah, it's just exciting. I, I, you know, if the camaraderie is amazing, and you you just feel comfortable whoever you end up with, really, which is just unusual sometimes nowadays. memorable weekend here in Warwick draws to a close. My thanks to all who contributed to this podcast, to Region 31 for their support, and of course to you for listening. For our next Harmony UK podcast, we'll be with Babs at their convention in Bournemouth. Until then, from me, John Beasley. Bye-bye. So take my